know those people that uh, sit at stoplights and uh, do things besides sit at the stoplight and look at the light waiting for it? Like what? Like me. I'm on Twitter. Fire drill thing where you get out and run around the car. No, I haven't done that in so long. Let's see. <laughs> those are pretty funny to watch. It used to be such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm one of those assholes that sometimes uh, is on Twitter. But I pride myself on going when the light is green. But, you know, I probably shouldn't be on Twitter. Anyways, I'm driving over here tonight. And the thing that catches my eye is on the one little moments page, whatever. It's telling you, oh, this is what people are talking about. And the number one thing is Kim Kardashian and Kanye West post rare family picture. That's not fucking rare, you know. A, like, a picture of them? Yeah, they, that's, no, that's it quote, is not rare. rare. Infinite numbers of these fucking pictures. Pokemon <laughs> are rare. There's rare Pokemon. Steaks are rare. There are lots of things that are rare. <laughs> including a song by Outkast that's worth listening to. Oh, shit. You just said that. Now we got to do an episode on Outkast. Well, I, I thought that's what we were going to do, an entire episode. You said this is what you said to me. Dude. You said, Mark, everyone is going to hate us. Yes. People are going to hate us for this episode, is what you said. And so I have prepared myself, both physically, I'm in the gym, mentally. <laughs> and anally. <laughs> this is, without question going to be the most universally disliked episode of this podcast, not even so far in perpetuity, forever. You think so? Have you ever heard someone say they don't like Outcast? No. I have not once heard a person say Outcast sucks. When those words just left my mouth just now, that's the first time I've heard those two words together. Are Outcast they, sucks. Are you sweating? I'm hot. Oh, okay. Okay. I believe you. That's why you're sweating. Anyways, I'm not. That's weird. I agree. I do sometimes wonder. So there are no sacred cows for this show. All bands mm -hmm. at some point will be covered, including everyone's favorite band. It's going to be, we're going to talk about how your favorite band sucks, regardless of who they are. I do wonder at some point, Outcast just crossed into a band that everyone liked. So if you said you didn't like it, even if you genuinely didn't, people would just think you're being an edgelord. They're like, oh, you're so fucking edgy. You don't like Outcast. So maybe people to avoid that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I, there's got to be people that don't like Outkast. Seems very rare. I have seen more people say the Beatles suck. I'm, I'm not even joking. I don't think I have seen an individual person say that Outkast sucks. And you know me. I can't stand it when everyone likes something. <laughs> I just, uh, it makes me want to kick over a sandcastle and pee on it. Yeah, a lot of people said that it was a great sandcastle. Yeah, fuck that sandcastle. So castle. you're like, yeah, well. <laughs> if it was so great, I wouldn't be able to knock it over. So, <laughs> Outcast sucks, and that's what that's we're That's a great way to look today. at it. If Outcast didn't suck, we wouldn't be doing an episode on them. Yeah, pay attention. <laughs> we're not done. These guys originally wanted to call themselves the Misfits. Whoops. Turns out. Well, they should have. they still be <laughs> shitty. Shitty version of a rap, shitty, shitty punk rock band. Oh, my wow. God. Do you remember uh, when we did the Smiths and the Misfits and I told you about the Smithsfits, which was the yeah. mashup? Yeah. It would be fucking awesome to do outcast songs in the style of the Misfits. <laughs> it would actually. Because be I, I bet it would be fucking good. It probably would. Turns out there was already a band called the Misfits. Some bullshit. I don't know. Whoops. Probably sucked. They looked Misfit up in the dictionary and saw the word outcast as a synonym. I'm not making this up. And that is how they chose their name. Wow. Dorks. I was just going to say. Way before smartphones and shit. They probably had to go to a fucking library. 
I bet these nerds. They actually, they definitely did. Smartphones didn't exist. I bet these dorks went to a library, looked up the word of the band name they wanted to have, and chose a fucking synonym. Yeah. Outcast. Outcast. I'm an outcast. Okay, so the very first single went number one on the rap charts, and the album it was on went platinum. I, I would argue that... First single after three records or four? No, no, four? The, the very first single they ever released went number one on the rap charts, not, not, uh, not Hot 100. Charts. Big difference. Uh, and the album it was on went platinum, and I think that this is generally bad for young artists. I don't think it's good. They go straight to the top. Fuck no, man. Yeah. Because you think you're just a genius. It sets like, you oh, up. Oh, I fucking, I'm yeah. that good. I'm that good. I really am that good. And then anytime anyone tells you not to do something, ah, what the fuck do you know about it? Did your first single go number one? Yeah. No, mine did. I went to the library, looked up my fucking band name synonym, put out a song. It's number one, bitch. Fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. These are the bands that put out double albums it, because they can't listen to feedback from somebody going, that's a bad yeah, idea. Stop, don't do that. Stop. Stop. Uh, don't do it. Right. Yeah. No, it's not a bad idea. I, 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 have you have you ever been number one? I'm number one. And everyone, please, please just remember that Mark said that because we're going to put our finger on that thread and just trace it all the way through this episode. And by the end, you should agree that Outcast sucks. If you go back and listen to this first album, what you're going to hear is a lot of filler. And as far as subject matter, it's pretty basic shit. Rapping about all the same shit that Snoop had already been rapping about. You should also probably check out Dell the Funky Homo Sapien or the rest of the Hieroglyphics crew if you think that the flow is that new. It wasn't. Yeah, spoiler, it was not. But but do still go listen to that stuff because it's great and it's yeah. worth your time. Sure. Um, but all of these things that I'm saying could be why Outkast was booed at the 1995 Source Awards when they won Best Newcomer. Ooh, shit. I didn't see that. You didn't get that one? No, no. I missed that story. They were straight up booed. And because this happened up in New York City, people want to pretend that it happened because they were a rap crew from the South. Uh You know, oh, yeah, New York didn't want to accept the South. We have not seen any evidence of New York not accepting the South since then. Atlanta hip hop is fucking huge now. Yeah, shit tons Uh, of Southern rappers. Now, here's where I got to do something I don't like to do on this podcast. I got to give them some credit. Their next album, if you ask me, AT Aliens, is the best outcast album and... This is where I hear something a little different in what they're doing. So are we just going to skip that? What are we going to say about AT Aliens? If you listen to a song like Wheels of Steel, I think that's a great example of how this is a little bit different than everything else that was going on. But also, it sounds like a bunch of people who don't really know what they're doing and don't really care. You know, this isn't very good, but I don't want to fix it. I'm just going to release it as is. You can hit a sweet spot, I think, in not knowing what you're doing and having enough resources to allow you to do it at a level above and beyond what you would normally have. They're learning and it's adventurous. Plus, they're, they're still pissed off. You know, they got booed. They thought that they were hot shit. Their first single went number one. The album went platinum. They win Best Newcomer at the Source Awards. And they get fucking booed. So now they're pissed off. Yeah. So that's bringing a really cool energy to the table. Sure. And this whole, just when you're young, this is- Pissed off. Fucking, this is where good music comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're starting to get close to something interesting here, is I guess how I would say it. 
basically you can tell that they're like, fuck it. We made an album and a lot of people liked it. A lot of people hated it too. We might as well just do whatever the fuck we want to. And we're mad. We're going to make this fucking album about it. And they get a little weird. They get out there. Also, before AT Aliens got made, uh, Andre 3000 had decided to stop smoking weed. Like Mm. he got sober. So I don't know if you know like any artists who have gotten sober, but what always happens is they end up just like throwing themselves into whatever they're creating mm-hmm. as it's, it's or, like they're a way out. It's a cross addiction. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure, like that's sure. how you break one addiction is you get addicted to something else. Sure. So they get cross addicted to the art. And I think that comes through in AT aliens, but also <laughs> if you take any fucking hit that outcast went on to have after this album, and drop it into the middle of this album, it's going to sound entirely out of place. Yeah. Because the success that this group went on to achieve had nothing to do with what they were doing on this interesting album. Yeah, my notes actually said after this, it's like a different universe, two different bands, basically. It's not the same. Something happened in there that changed everything. There's a lot of change going on. Even in Rosa Parks, the song everyone knows from the next album, Aquemini. Rosa Parks wasn't a hit with rap fans at all. Yeah. It didn't even chart on the rap chart. It was an R&B hit. And if you go back and listen, pay attention to that shit-ass acoustic guitar in the song. And that's why. That acoustic guitar sounds like it could have been jacked out of uh, an Incubus song or something. This is where this band starts to flirt with, hey, maybe we can be mainstream. This is where it starts to go downhill. Which, In my which quick side note, they did get sued. It actually ended up not being that cool of a story, but if you want to read about it, it's, Who sued it's them? so uh, Rosa Parks. Uh, wait, 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 no, that's the name of the song. Oh, it's also a person. I don't know if you knew. That. Do you, have you ever read history? No. Are you a, a big fan of history at all? No. Oh, um,. Well, yeah, uh, you should read a history book sometime uh, or, you know, maybe visit a museum or I don't know, expand your horizons. Uh, but she, well, not her, her uh, estate, I believe, sued. Man, I don't know, it's kind of a mildly interesting story. But what I thought was interesting about it is the reason that they sued was obviously they used her name. But it was because of the, quote, obscenities in the song in particular that really bothered Obscenities? Them. It's obscenities. The fuck words? I guess that was the part that really bugged them. I don't know. It's kind of an interesting story to read if you're into, like, bands getting sued for stuff and you don't really find out about it. But Yeah, all you lawyers ought to make sure to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Go listen. In my opinion, this is the beginning of this band. I'm going to keep calling them a band. Fuck it. This is the beginning of this band trying to land hits on Top 40 Radio, or honestly, even MTV at this point. Not even BET, MTV. Just like, they're like, let's get on MTV. For sure. The production from here on out. It all changes. The production from here on out is honestly what it sounds like to me. It sounds like they knew that the vocals were going to be stripped out, and then the rest of the music was going to be used as a bed for the intro or the outro to like real world reruns or yeah. something that's what outcast production sounds like from here on out it sounds like they knew that mtv was going to strip out the vocals and use the rest of the song as a musical bed so you put out the first record you get what you think to be critical acclaim you sell tons of records you get booed at the source awards so you put out a second record which is a little bit more angsty and angry by the time you get to the third record you're starting to realize that maybe you want to make money doing this and maybe you want to get rich 
And then you just go off a fucking cliff. Well, Equimini is when they start putting all these stupid ass interludes in between the songs. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I'm not a fan of that ever. And that oh, is I hate really that popular among some artists. I know, man. It's annoying. It sucks. It's, it's annoying when Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg do it. It's annoying. Yeah, what the? F- it's not fucking funny. No. Like, I, know, I know you guys think it's funny. It's but, not. But also, even if it was funny, I didn't buy this goddamn album to laugh. No. Dude. It's not the Jerky Boys. I don't need comedy relief in between the songs uh-uh. what the fuck this shit just gets worse and worse on every outcast album i would love for anyone listening to this to just try to sit down and listen to Equimini without being stoned just let me know how that goes press play put it in and press play probably right around the time you get to the song synthesizer you're going to be reaching to your phone to check your notifications Boring. And see if anyone tweeted you see if you got any fucking facebook notifications and synthesizer is the track with george clinton on it so you know this album is fucked because most of this band's image has just been fucking lifted from George Clinton from the fucking beginning. That's 100% They get true. their fucking idol on a track and it's the one that you're checking your phone on. Oh, the Kardashians posted another picture of the family? Oh, damn, I had no idea. You're that guy now. Yeah. The track with George Clinton on it is supposed to be the good one. It's not. All right, next. Stankonia, overrated as fuck, obviously. This is truly where Outkast goes off a cliff. It is. This it, is. It's all over from this here. This is all over. This it's is, not even the same fucking group. It's not even the same <laughs> no, shit. You're right. They should have changed their name and just become pop stars. This is no longer the outcast of previous days. No, they outcast themselves, and now they're fucking making top 40 hits. I was trying to remember, what were the biggest songs on this record? Stank on you? Yeah. B.O.B., uh, Bombs Over Baghdad, So Fresh and So Clean. Uh, was Hey On this one, or Hey On was on? No, it was on the it was on the double no here's all you need to know about the rest of this band's career and why they suck the making of stankonia is when andre 3000 aka three stacks i'm just gonna start calling him that started getting tired of rapping and wanted to sing for some reason why did this guy want to sing who told him he could sing this is what happens when your first single goes number one you think you can do whatever the fuck you want to do so by this point they've reached the zone now where no one around them will give them no real feedback this is so common now nobody wants to say dude that's a bad idea don't fucking do that they're already their ego's so massive look at any famous person right now i'm talking like massively famous like justin bieber famous if you're if you're fucking justin bieber famous right now a you don't have anyone around you who will tell you no no b a massive percentage of your audience is just people watching and waiting for you to do the dumbest shit you've done so far because no one will tell you not to yeah we have probably texted each other a bunch of times saying have you seen this and a lot of the time it's because somebody is so huge they put out something that makes absolutely no fucking sense but it's absolutely artists that just are too big to have nobody around them will say, no, dude, no, 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 don't do that. That's a really fucking bad idea. Stop singing, Andre, was not something yeah. that was ever said to him. And, this and it should have been. This is going to get a lot worse. Outcast is not hearing the word no. Even if you like songs like So Fresh and So Clean, the first, I don't know, 50,000 fucking times you heard them, they're just done now, right? It, like, that's over. You you can't go back and hear that shit. It, it doesn't sound, you know, so fresh uh, like it did the first time you heard it. Ugh. It's one of those songs that, at this point, if I, it, I instantly shut it off. It sounds like the Sesame Street theme song now. Yeah, it sucks so bad. 
It's not a good song. You might as well listen to a fucking soap commercial. Yeah. You've heard a soap commercial less than you've heard So Fresh and So Clean in the fucking grocery store. It is a soap commercial. Miss Jackson? Woo! Never, ever need to hear that song again. No. Are you fucking kidding me? That's another one of those songs that comes out on the bar and I'm just like, oh God. I'm pretty sure I heard that song every single day of my life for about two solid years there. And I'm not joking. Yeah. So unavoidable. Yeah. It's it's actually one of those songs that when the the hook comes into my head and it starts getting stuck in there, I will actively do everything I can to get it out of my head because it's, it annoys me. It's an annoying fucking song. I even remember the music video. Yeah. Like I watched it yesterday and I I avoided watching it for this. I I remember it plain as day. One of the things that bothered me about that video and so many other videos is it has nothing to do with the fucking song. Yeah. It doesn't relate to the song at all. It's got some weird animatronic animals in it or something like that right and he's in the but none of it what does that have to do with the song not a goddamn nothing i fucking hate when bands do that shit and when i listen to bob bombs over baghdad the only thing bob is good for is watching people at the bar pretend to or attempt to know the lyrics or something because nobody fucking knows the lyrics impossible can you guys slow the fuck down for a second for everyone at the bar that doesn't know the words why do you have to pretend to know the words of this song I don't know, but people do. Why is that a thing people do? I have fucking no clue. Maybe I should ask them next time I see it. What are the lyrics to this song? Oh, yeah. Can you write it down? Write it down on a napkin. Write down three of the words. I don't even care. Not even the whole song. Listen, I speak English. English is my native tongue. When I listen to Bombs Over Baghdad, I feel like I'm watching Telemundo. You feel like you can't keep up. No. It's too fast. When I watch Telemundo, I took two years of Spanish class, and it's still like, yeah, fuck, no clue. I don't have a fucking inkling what they're saying. Does the song hold up if you uh, play it at, like, half speed? I don't know. I we should, should we find should, out. We should try that Yeah, we sure. should. We should definitely do that. Yeah. When I hear B.O.B., I'm just like, slow down. <laughs> Also, from here on out, Outkast is not capable of performing their material live. If you watch any video of them trying to do this song or any song that came after it live, tell me it comes anywhere close to the album. You're fucking wrong. Did you watch the Coachella thing? Well, that was brutal for a whole different reason. Oh my God. It was like embarrassingly bad. Watch a video of them doing Bombs Over Baghdad live. I I, I didn't do it. The chorus doesn't come anywhere close to the recorded version of the song. Just don't play it live. if, If you listen to the recorded version of Bombs Over Baghdad and then go find any live video, of Outcast doing it. Go here's what you do. Go find the one where they're on the Chris Rock show. The, the Chris Rock had a talk show on HBO. Yeah, yeah. Go find that one. It's the one where uh, Three Stacks is wearing a fucking diaper, and then he's got like a fur cape on over it. <laughs> I have to go watch it's it. It's a unique look. You'll, yeah. you'll never forget having seen the video. But yeah, watch it. Pay attention to what the band is playing on the course of the song. And it's like they couldn't play the riff from the song for some reason or like they couldn't use it or whatever. Like they changed the riff to some totally basic shit. Uh. It's really obnoxious because you're just not getting what was advertised. Yeah. You know, it's it's false advertising. You buy the album, you hear the album, this is what it sounds like. You go see it live and it just fucking doesn't sound like see, that. You know what sucks about for these guys is if you're a shitty guitar player and you can't play the solo that you wrote on the record live in a weird way you can kind of get away with it and say oh i play a different riff live but you can't do that if you're singing a song it's the riff like they right. changed the fucking riff right. it was actually like the core of the song yeah it's the groove the right. entire thing that makes the it actual base yeah, the entire thing that makes it the yeah, thing the base of the song that they build off of all right anyway so, yeah i mean if you can't perform the song live you should just delete it from your repertoire hey mark how do we feel about double albums 
double albums uh, really go back to what we just said a few minutes ago, which is this is what happens when you don't have people around you to tell you no. And actually what I think makes this one unique is it's almost like these dudes don't even want to be in a group together no, anymore. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, we're going to call it Outcast, but we're each going to have our own record, which basically we're just going to put out two of our own albums. We're going to call it Outcast still. It gets really confusing. And double albums never work. They always suck. By this point, Three Stacks, he wants to be an actor instead of anything to do with music. He says it in the song, right? This is where the whole interludes, having a skit in between the songs thing gets wildly out of control. It's not only, see, it's so funny because in my notes, I have goddamn double album because it always, anytime this happens. So not only though, is it a double album? Aren't there like 25 fucking songs or something like that? Or tracks, I should say, because there's so much of the goofy ass. Yes unnecessary filler so when you're looking at the track listing that's not an actual song that's just them fucking talking and doing that goofy interlude thing which is now even more amplified because now we have to fill fucking two albums worth of material and probably trying to disguise the fact that neither half of this double album or neither one of these solo albums packaged together, however you want to look at it, neither one of these things are an outcast album. These guys aren't on each other's songs. Just make solo if records. If you listen to the Big Boy half, you're going to hear Big Boy. You're going to hear Andre on one or two songs. Andre's, you're going to hear Big Boy on one or two songs. This is fucking not outcast. This is not what anyone signed up for, okay? That makes no sense. Here's the fucking real talk. I am going on record right now. Big Boy's half of this double album is stupidly better than Dre's. If you think Andre 3000's half of this double album is better, you suck. But I guarantee a vast majority of people white people believe that white people. Well, a vast majority of white people believe Andre 3000's is way better. You're fucking high. I'm gonna guess 80% of the people out there listening to this would go, yeah, I think Andre's was better because Hey Ya was on there, right? Ah, fuck that. But uh, dude, Hey Ya is like... No, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of everyone acting like Three Stacks is the talent from another universe in Outcast, and Big Boy is just some fucking rapper who's lucky to know this guy. People think Dre is responsible for all the weirdness in Outcast. They think he's responsible Responsible for uh, all the funkadelic vibes in Outcast. I think he's responsible for all the originality in Outcast. He's fucking not. All you gotta do is listen to Speakerbox. Speakerbox sounds so much more like an Outcast album in every way, except for the fact that Three Stacks is not rapping all over every song. If you remove Three Stacks from any Outcast album that came before this, it sounds like Speakerbox. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. That's true. I'm giving you assurance that that's true. <laughs> it makes me so fucking mad that everyone acts like because Dre dresses weird that he's the one with all the unique musical ideas. Do you want to know something? Here's a little fact. Big Boy was riding his bicycle to elementary school listening to Kate Bush in his headphones. Yeah. That's a fucking fact. He talks about it. He tracked her down and like hung out with her. He's friends with Kate Bush now. That's big boy, not Andre 3000. Not the one that all the white people think is the cool creative one. But he dresses so cool, dude. He dresses so cool. I'd probably wear some of his clothes. Have you seen the Key and Peele episode where they, no. where they do this? No, I haven't. Well, you should watch it because he dresses up basically like a leprechaun and comes to talk to big boy dressed as a leprechaun. It's pretty funny. I think you should watch it. Highly recommend it. 
If you want to give Andre 3000 credit. I'm not giving anybody credit for anything. We can give him credit. This is bullshit. We, I'm not saying you. You, I have to I'm give saying, them credit? You're saying I have if to. If anyone listening to this wants to give Andre 3000 credit for something in Outcast, don't, don't give him credit. Give him credit for stupid ass shit like Hey Ya and Roses. Hey, man. Hey Ya is like the modern day Who Let the Dogs Out, bro. Think about that. Do you not like Who Let the Dogs Out? It's a classic. Does Big Boy have a Who Let the Dogs Out? I don't believe that you like Who Let the Dogs Out. Well, I, th- I think you're pretending. Well, you should, you should stop lying because it's great. I, I don't think the speaker box is fucking great. You know, it's not. It's just that it's so much better than Dre's half of this album because Dre's is so bad. Big Boy without Dre sounds like Outkast. Dre without Big Boy is unlistenable. That's fair. And maybe it's actually been proven that one can exist without the other, more so than the other could exist Absolutely. without Absolutely. And if you don't believe me, just go get a copy of The Love Below. And again, like Aquemini, like Stankonia, like all these albums, yeah. just fucking press play on the beginning and tell me how long it takes you to skip a song. Because you're going to fucking skip some shit. From the very first song on The Love Below, it's almost like he's begging to not have to make another album. It does seem that way. I think it does seem like big boy wants to keep it going and maybe andre doesn't because he wants to be Jimi hendrix in a biopic you could just hear it i mean i don't know how many tracks there are but the the singles the hits are not until deep into the track list they're sequenced late in the game you press play on the love below and here's what you're gonna hear it sounds like dre's just screaming like please don't make me do this (laughs) please don't make me do this oh i have a contract uh okay that's fine check this out here's what i'm gonna do here's what i'm gonna do I'm going to make the biggest single of the year. And then the rest of this album is going to be dog shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That way I can get paid as fuck and not have to do this anymore. I can retire money. It's even in the fucking song, honestly. If you listen closely to Hey I, you can hear his voice doing a background vocal. Quote, y'all don't want to hear me. You just want to dance. End quote. Yeah. That's him saying ahead of time that he knew people weren't going to pay attention to what the song was actually about, which if you want to talk about that for a second, we should. Uh, hey, ya uh, is, I don't know what people think. Hey, ya uh, is about. I don't know either. What I, do people think it's about? I don't know that people think it's about anything. I think people yeah. just like, boom, chip, boom, boom, yeah. Chip, boom, chip, boom. Yeah. And the cute little video or whatever. And like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the fifties. It's like a throwback. Yeah. It's a throw. It's a throwback video. <laughs> oh my God. By the way, this song, probably single-handedly saved the company Polaroid. And I'm not talking out of my ass there. If you go look that up, I, really? think, I think they're on record as saying that, that this yeah, was a big, they, they uh, were in trouble. And then the shake it like a Polaroid picture thing. Like resurgent of Polaroid yeah. back into the psyche of American people. Well, yeah. I think they also did some, I don't know what to call it, branded appearances where, where Polaroid uh, placed their product in outcast hands uh, or some things. Gotcha. Maybe. Shocking. There's just so much in this song. Everyone is so familiar with every aspect of the song just because everyone has heard it so. You've heard it ad nauseum. It's absolutely. Actually, it's funny. If I think about the song, I just think about being at a bar with a bunch of people dancing like idiots and singing the words. And It's in the recording of the song. It's not like he went back and added it later. In the fucking studio recording, there's a background vocal where Dre says, y'all don't want to hear me. You just want to dance. So he fucking knew you idiots were going to have this reaction to this song. He was telling you. How do you not feel played? How do you not feel like a fucking dumbass right now? If you ever paid money to hear this song in any medium, you're a chump. Congratulations. You played yourself. 
Also consider the fact that he sequenced this song in the album right next to the only other song that had anything close to commercial appeal, which is Roses. If you listen to this album in its entirety, you get about halfway through it. Hey Ya is there. Next song is Roses. And then it goes right back into the fuck shit. So he puts these two possibly commercial songs in the middle of an unlistenable album. I really think if you go back that uh, y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance quote, it seems like he's telling us this is why I'm done because no one even listens to me anyway. You know what's interesting is when you read his thoughts about getting back together when they did the reunion stuff, he seems to have a lot of guilt. No, I don't think he's guilty. Well, I mean, acknowledging that he's like, feels like a sellout. He said, said, I felt like a sellout. So, but it sounds like when you really think about it, that he actually felt that maybe when he was writing that record. In advance. Yes. In advance. Right. I was going to say maybe a decade before those reunions or whatever, that he was actually already feeling that way anyways. Way back, way back. Let's go into the reunion. What was he wearing in those reunions? reunion shows he was wearing jumpsuits with a with, fucking price tag hanging off of yeah them. which they, they went back and sold right or that was like a thing or i, I read know. a thing that said literally they were going to sell jumpsuits wait a minute the whole thing was you felt like a sellout and so you're wearing these jumpsuits because you're feeling guilty about it or something but you're getting paid so much money to do it so you don't want to really turn the money down and I don't know. I think they seriously, like I'm almost positive. I read that they were going to make the jumpsuits and sell the jumpsuits, which I was like, isn't that another level of selling out? What the fuck, man? It wouldn't surprise me. I remember, I mean, he got really into each jumpsuit, had a logo printed on the front. I should have written down what some of them said, but I I had it. I had it too. I saw the pictures, but uh, yeah, it was just like self-aware sellout irony, Moby type shit. And the things I was reading is that basically he didn't want to do any of the songs he didn't connect with those things anymore nothing he had said before i think he'd already long been wanting to leave the music business behind when we're talking about the reunion he'd been wanting to get away from music and get into acting this whole time this is why you start packing interludes and skits into your albums is because you don't really even give a fuck about music in the first place yeah you fucking you're you're just using it as a platform to get to where you want to go i forgot i actually have a quote from him Says, I'm 39, I got a 17-year-old kid, I got to support certain things, Benjamin said. And my partner, Big Boy, is like, this is a great thing for us. So I felt like I was a sellout in a way because I didn't want to do it. I knew I was doing it for a reason, so maybe if I'm telling people, I'm selling out, (laughs) then it's not as bad as pretending. So basically, he said, I felt like a sellout, so I put it out there because to make himself feel better about being an actual sellout because that's what he viewed himself. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. There you go. He was just being honest. All right, 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 all right. I think that was a pretty accurate number of all rights right there. Probably not. If it is, that'll be a fucking Leave miracle. it in there. <laughs> um, oh, before we move on from this song, and I should have showed this to you. I, I actually feel bad that I didn't. I would strongly encourage anyone who doesn't remember it or hasn't seen it to look up the video of Three Stacks performing Hey Ya at the 2004 Grammy Awards because it is offensive as Fuck. I feel like I saw this live 2004. Well, and let me jog your memory. Giant TP. I don't remember. They got this giant TP on stage, and then they got dancers coming out in stereotypically, uh, you know, Pocahontas type outfits. And uh, I think his DJ even had a headdress on. Uh-huh. And 
they come out to like a hey it's i mean i know that me just doing that right there is without context extremely offensive <laughs> please understand that i'm just trying to relate this i'm gonna make my own edit of this, this is podcast. what this is what happened <laughs> go watch it i promise you what you will see is way more offensive than what i just did um american indian advocacy groups were pissed not stoked like super fucking mad and with good reason i would sure. say it's ridiculous basically he phoned it in the whole time i would love to know whose idea that was though it, again it was probably fucking dre's idea yeah, yeah and yeah. no one told him I, no dude look i i assume almost 100 percent of the time when bad ideas happen they come to fruition which that's a bad idea it's because the band thought about it and nobody said dude don't do this next single roses you remember this song too, I'm sure, because it was also very okay. overplayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This song did not deserve. I think this song just like piggybacked on the Hey Ya wave. I don't it, remember. It shouldn't the, have gotten. I don't remember the hook in this one. What's the. I know you like to oh, think yeah, yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. shit yep, yep, don't yep, stay. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I do remember that song. The chorus of the song is Flowers Smell Like Shit? A. No, they do not. <laughs> If flowers smelled like shit, no one would ever buy flowers for another person. Yeah, I mean, I actually grow lilacs because I like the smell of lilacs. That's fucked up. We're going to talk about that later. But what I want to know right now is where, like flowers. where's this guy buying his roses at? I don't know. The shit store? Maybe there's a market nearby and they grow their flowers and shit and All they right, don't smell good. Pause. I'm going to try to dial back my outrage for a second. I just want to propose a question to you. Uh-huh. If... uh let's get a time machine and go back this is what you want to use your time machine for yeah i want to go back to when you're 18 years old oh, and i want God. to t- i want to tell you that whenever you're however old you would have been when roses comes out there's going to be a pop song that comes out and is so huge that millions of people are going to sing along to the chorus of it and that chorus is going to have the words poo poo in it <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be your fucking reaction uh, yeah. right there. It's like a fucking Beavis and Butthead episode, dude. That's like poo a... Poo-poo! Yeah. I think the song is great. You've actually convinced me that what? it's a great song. Any song, any song, I'm sorry, but any song that gets millions of people to say poo-poo is a great song. Poo-poo! It's a great song. I like it. That's. I, I mean, I know this is weird. So maybe the first for this podcast, but I officially think any song that makes people say poo poo is a great song. All right, here's what we need to do. You know how when you're a kid and you're too stupid and uh, not self sufficient enough to have a job, and so you can't get your parents anything good for like a birthday or Christmas or anything, uh-huh. and you make them a little book of coupons of like one free, I take out the trash without complaining oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, like that kind of yeah, thing. Sure. We need to have these for like once every year of doing this podcast. We're allowed to do what you just did and say, actually, fuck it. I like this song now. <laughs> this song is great. What other song in the history of songs None. has caused someone to say, <laughs> I mean, seriously, here's the thing. Your mom was singing the Millions song. Millions yes. of your moms. Actually, a ton of people's grandmas well, yeah, now, now their grandmas. sang a song. They were moms at the time. Yeah. Caroline. Next How many time. of your fucking moms are named Caroline, by the way? Yeah, and next time you go to family dinner, be like, Grandma, Grandma, did you like this Why song? Why did you name my mom Caroline? Yeah. Do that for us real fast. If anyone listening to this, if your name is Caroline, pronounce that way, too. If everyone insists on pronouncing it Caroline, Caroline. specifically... Yeah. Please ask your parents or your grandparents why that's your name. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if we get an email from someone saying that it's because of Outcast. And how many... Caroline! <laughs> you have to point out to them that they sang a song with poo-poo in it. 
Without even joking, without even realizing. No, they don't. Dancing, dancing. Poo, poo, poo. Poo, Grinding on each other with <laughs> poo, poo. Grinding in the club to poo, poo. This is the logical conclusion of the thread that we've been chasing through this entire episode. And you know what? It's not even done yet because they put out another fucking album after this. And it was the soundtrack album, of this dumbass movie that they made. And I don't think that we even really need to talk about it. I can't imagine there's anyone out there who thinks that Idlewild was great. No, I never even saw it. You have to go seen see it? a lot of movies. Honestly, if you said to me it was just a soundtrack for a movie that never came out, I'd believe you. It should have been. They should have faked it. I remember it. When, it, when it was a thing. I don't think I know any songs. I saw half of it on TV in a hotel room somewhere. And I'm going to be honestly, I felt bad every second of watching it because I'm aware of how the entertainment industry works. And I was aware every second of watching it just how hard this shit bombed that so many lives were ruined as a result of this movie. So many people lost their jobs, I'm certain. <laughs> and so many people were not able to get other jobs because of this shit. And if you saw this movie or heard the soundtrack album from it and you didn't know that Outcast was done, I hope you have someone to help you tie your shoes every day. I really do. <laughs> if you told me that there was a song in there and the verse was dick fart, I would be like, I totally believe you because yeah. I don't know. Dick I, fart, I, fart, yeah. fart dicks, yeah. poop butt, dick butt, dick butt butt. Yeah, this is my dick jam. Dick butt butt. This is my jam. I used to dance to this to your daddy. His name was Dick. <laughs> dick fart. And again... <laughs> It's not like this is out of left field. Yeah. This is the logical conclusion of a bad idea, which was set up decades ago. If you're in a band and you come out swinging and your first fucking album goes platinum. If your first single goes number one and the, and the album it's on goes platinum, yeah. break up and start a different band. Yes. I'm not joking. I'm not fucking joking because you'll be able to pull that. The PR cycle will be even stronger. I promise. Think about Do you remember when At The Drive-In broke up? Yeah. How big of a fucking deal that was? Yeah. This band came out of nowhere, a huge success, and then they break up. And then they got to pivot that into Mars Volta and make some of the most masturbatory art that's ever existed on the planet for a very long time. Just riding that initial wave of at the drive-ins relationship of command. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely break up. It'll serve you better in the long run. No, it really will. You'll never probably recreate that success. And if you're constantly chasing that success, at some point you make a double fucking album. We can't end without addressing the fact that Three Stacks played Jimi Hendrix in that movie that made everyone think Jimi Hendrix beat the shit out of his girlfriend. Did you see that movie? Again, a movie I didn't see. And I see a lot of movies, so... It's a pretty good movie, but yeah. also, it's an entirely fucking bullshit movie because it makes it look like Hendrix was this woman beater. Yeah, I was and gonna say. he was not. The girlfriend who is portrayed as receiving a beating at the hands of Jimi Hendrix in this movie, that specific individual human being was still alive when the movie came out, probably is still alive, and she spoke out against this movie she's like Jimi hendrix was the most gentle person that i ever knew in my life it is absolutely preposterous that a movie would portray him as being like this this is a movie where it shows hendrix beating her in the face with a telephone it's not like they have an argument and he slaps her and they took a little creative license there right. he fucking assaults her with a telephone and yeah i mean yeah 
Andre 3000 didn't write the script of this movie. I'm aware of that. But I guarantee you there are people walking around thinking that Jimi Hendrix did this shit. That's fucked up. Every time you see a movie about a musician, you think that some of it's true, right? Of course. Well, I assume a majority of it's true because it's usually presented as kind of like a biopic. So I assume that most of it's based in reality. If I saw that movie, which I didn't, I would assume that that, why would I not think that happened? That's a really, really, really odd thing to take liberties with and a really fucked up thing to take liberties with honestly i think it sucks you could say like uh maybe he wasn't as good of a guitar player as people think or something but to say that he beat his girlfriend with a telephone when he really didn't it's it's fucked up and unfortunately whatever three stacks as you called him uh he's got to eat a little shit for that i would say so he played the role i would assume they had to go on this standard promotional cycle for when the movie was eventually released and go out and talk about yeah. how important it was to him. Dude, I would lose my shit. If I was in a movie and someone told me that after the fact, that the yeah. stuff that I acted out wasn't true and it was actually really, really fucked up. To lie about right. history yeah. that way. It's fucked up. But uh, if by the end of this string you haven't already figured it out, if your favorite band is Outcast, Caroline, your favorite band sucks. You're welcome for another Spodiote Dopalicious episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. Share it on social media. Do it. Everyone's heads will explode. Something I forgot to say in this episode is that you should never, under any circumstances, shake a Polaroid picture while it is developing. That's straight from Polaroid themselves. It's been a very long time since shaking Polaroid instant film helped it to dry. Modern Polaroid film can actually be damaged by shaking it, but that's what you get for taking photography advice from Outcast. If you didn't like the little song Mark and I made up at the end of this episode, hey, go read the lyrics of Roses again, and if you still don't like it, then check out some of these slogans Dre came up with for those reunion jumpsuits. Art or fart, question mark, is one. I don't know what else to say, is another. Here's a good one. Children of the Cornbread. Oh, this guy's clearly a genius from outer space. I went and looked up what Mark was talking about with selling these jumpsuits, and it looks like there were plans to make t-shirts with some of these same designs. I don't know if that ever happened or not. I've got to guess not, because who in their right fucking mind would put money behind this? But what do I know? People will buy anything. Uh, which reminds me, next week's episode is on Black Sabbath. Repeat, Black Sabbath. Start dealing with that right now. You're probably still not going to be ready. <laughs>